Hello, everybody, and welcome to another sermon from the Cigar Pulpit. I'm the Bishop of the Burn, Nick, and with me, as always, it's Gator. And tonight, I we... feel like we just did this. I mean, we do it all the time, Jeff. Ah, uh, all the time. I mean, like two minutes ago. That's because you screwed up the first take. <laughs> so, anyway, it was like deja vu. I know, right? So tonight, we're going to be smoking a gifted cigar. We love gifted cigars. We love gifted cigars. So I received a message through Instagram from the fine folks over at the Luxury Cigar Club wanting to know if we would be interested in smoking the Viva La Vida exclusive Lancero. Absolutely. And so they were nice enough to send us a pair to sample. And so here we are getting ready to light this up and try it out. You know, folks, the thing about the Bishop and myself, Gator, we can't be bought. We'll be rented. Always rented. Always rented. Rented yes. all day. <laughs> but anyway, so yeah, so LuxuryCigarClub.com sent us this, and it is a limited edition cigar exclusive. This, I believe this size, the Lancero, is exclusive to them. They gave us a little bit of information here. It is a Nicaraguan cigar, and the wrapper is a Habano Oscuro 2000, and the binder is Corojo 99, and the filler is Criojo 98 and apparently it was aged three years and the production of this they I guess made 300 boxes of 10 cigars each hmm so a fairly limited production very limited and we have two of them which is so nice that's cool yeah that was really nice of them it, it is very nice of them and what, this, what's the name of the company again it's luxury cigar club and you can find them on luxurycigarclub.com that this cigar is available for purchase by the box and is sold on their website, assuming, I guess, there still are some. There you so, go. Well, we've got two. We do have two. So I guess they busted open a box. That was very nice of that them. That was very, very nice. Very, very nice of them. Of them. We, Thank you. We definitely appreciate the uh, the sample. There you so, go. So I guess, before we get into everything, we'll go ahead and uh, cut the cigar. There you go. Yeah. So looking at this, it is a Lancero. I will not lie. I'm not typically one to go for Lanceros. No, you normally like something larger in your mouth. I, this is a 7 by 38 is the measurement on this, and I tend to be more of a <laughs> 6 by 60, you dick. And um, <laughs> this, this is absolutely beautiful. It's double-banded. It is double-banded. I've heard a lot about this brand. The, the barrel burners have been really high on the Viva La Vida smokes. Boy, it smells nice. Hmm. Actually, it really does. It does. So I'm going to go ahead and, gosh, it's like I'm clipping the eraser off a pencil here. Uh, there we go. Go ahead and do that. So many jokes. This is the time for you to make the moil joke. Moil joke? Isn't it moil? Moil? What's a moil? Are you lying to me? Or are you <laughs> like, you're so easy. God, you've referenced this so many times. Just a little off the tip. Uh-huh. There you go. So Let me just point out to everyone. That after Nick's fiasco last week of taking off the tissue paper from his cigar on our last episode, that I decided to go ahead and take mine out of the cellophane, not to be obnoxious like he was. And he just ran out of no, fuel. No, I just filled but this thing. you know what? The matches always work. No, I actually just filled this lighter before I came over here. I was having trouble with mine on the last episode, remember? Yeah, but you had the whole battery thing. Mm-hmm. I don't know what's going on, because that's a fairly new lighter, if I'm remembering right. I don't know. Anyway, 
What are you picking up? I'll be honest, so far, not much. And I don't know if that's uh, just the fact that it's a Lancero and I'm not really getting much in the way of flavor or what. What about you? It is it is very mild. I just did a uh, retro hail and picked up a lot on that. But Now, the other thing we have going, it is it is a little windy here on my back deck. So that's true. And that, that may be cutting that, the smoke off. That us. is one thing to point out is that we are at Jeff's deck instead of the Hill Cigar Company tonight. Um, Nick is bundled up like an 87-year-old woman in a nursing home right now. Yeah, well, you know. Could have been, could have been at the hill in a nice, but it was warm nice. environment. It was nice out today. Now, by the time he got to my house, it's cold, but, <sighs> <laughs> but it was nice in Southern Illinois today. It actually was tomorrow. I, I got out and I managed to, I did manage to spend a little time outside, which was nice. I did yard work all day. I played with my kid. Well, that was nice. That was nice. Yeah, I actually uh, cleaned up my raised bed garden. And mulched up some leaves and uh, got, got quite a bit done, actually. Well, there you go. Who knew? So tomorrow, as I started to say, our low here is going to be like 17 degrees or something it's crazy. Gonna, it's going to suck. Yeah, we're going to have a hard freeze tomorrow. Definitely starting to suck. And we've got two days of that, and then it goes back up. It, we're, I've heard that across the country, they're going to be like a whole bunch of records broken. Really? Yeah. And I, I know we're putting this out on uh, Tuesday. Yeah. So we're talking about, you know, the Monday that just passed and the Tuesday when the episode comes out. But it's looking like it is going to be brutal. I hate the winter. I know you do. So much. So I am starting to pick up some peppery notes. Good. What about you? Um. Yes, I am yeah. getting that. Um. One thing that I'm noticing here, and again... I know you normally smoke a larger ring gauge, and I like to make funny about that, but it's been a long time since I've smoked a Lincero. Yeah. And I'm noticing it's it's a harder draw than I'm used to. Yeah. So I'm having to get used to that. Are you in the same boat? A little bit. Definitely. Yeah. It's, it's, it is a harder draw, and like I said, it, it's harder for me to pull flavor notes from it because I don't, I don't know if it's just because I'm not getting as much or I don't know. It, it's Do the retro hail. You'll pick up. I hate doing retro. <laughs> I, I'm telling you, you need to do one in the cigar. You're going to get a lot. <laughs> well, <coughs> that was a failed attempt. <laughs> we were Why probably, don't you just tell we're, us what, what we're probably, I was supposed to hear? We're probably going to edit that out. No, I'm going to leave that. But Nick just, nearly died during yeah, his retro Why, why don't you just go ahead and tell us what I was supposed to have just gotten? Peppery there. notes. Well, that... Thanks. Thanks for that. Because it's not like I didn't just say I'm getting peppery notes. But I thought oh. you would get more and more intensely. God. Oh, my God. Like dying over here and he's just like telling me, oh, you're going to get the same exact thing that you already said you got. That's great. Thanks. I thought you were going to tell me I was going to get like tea berry gum, but no. <laughs> Chicklets and cantaloupe. There you go. The new tea berry gum. <laughs> Chicklets and cantaloupe. <laughs> But yeah, so Viva La Vida is a uh, it's a it's a new, relatively newer entry into the cigar world. It does have ties to AJ Fernandez, I believe. AJ Fernandez is distributing it, and from what I'm gathering, I and forgive me for not exactly knowing this, but it looks like he he may have had something to do with the blending. Mm. So you know, there's that too. But it is like I said, getting a lot of play in 
at least the Barrel Burners Club. They, they've very much enjoyed it and uh, been promoting this brand. So, well, it's very But good it's not cigar. one that I've seen anywhere around here at very all good in cigar. any shape, size, have you, whatever. Have you noticed the uh, artwork on the band? Yes, it has this lovely little lady that looks like Harley Quinn. Now, speaking of Harley Quinn, I don't think we've talked about this on the show yet. What's that? The Joker. Oh, did you finally go see it? I did finally I go mean, see it. I mean, I've only been wanting to talk to you about it since I saw it, and uh, you finally decided to see it, huh? I did. Now, you know the funny thing? Yeah. Harley Quinn's not in the movie. No. Which is a crying shame because Margot Robbie, I mean, for the love of God, man. Dude, the movie was set... A, I have questions about where the movie was actually set, but that's a whole nother thing. But but I think we should get into that. Even if you even if you even if you just look at it on the surface, it was arguably set in the late seventies, early eighties. Whereas if you're going by timeline and assuming the movies are even connected, you know, Margot Robbie didn't appear until Suicide Squad, which was definitely more modern day. Hmm. Valid point. Yeah. And evidently, what's his face? Uh, Joaquin Phoenix turned from Joaquin Phoenix into uh, Jared Leto. Yeah, how's that work? I don't know. Yeah. I think we're supposed to all ignore Jared Leto at this point. Yeah, Jer- I heard Jared Leto was actually pissed about him doing the movie. Yeah, well, maybe if he'd have done a better job as the Joker and decided to not make him some sort of weirdo with a bunch of tattoos and gold teeth, maybe we would all be talking about Jared Leto's Joker. Wow. I'm just saying, yeah. I wasn't a fan of... That interpretation, especially coming right off the heels of Heath Ledger, who did so good in There wasn't going to be a sequel. No, but, you know. God rest his soul. I think, unfortunately, anybody who came after Heath Ledger was going to be judged harshly, but I think if you're going to do it, maybe don't go. So Jared Leto was the sacrificial lamb of the Joker universe? Uh, Maybe. I think if Joaquin Phoenix would have done his Joker right after, you know, immediately preceding, you know. Heath Ledger, not immediately, but I mean, you know, if he'd have been the next Joker up after Heath Ledger, I don't think people would have been harsh on him. So how much can we talk about the movie? I mean, I had to be Here's one the of thing the last people in the country to I'm going to say, it. the movie has been out for a month now. So I would say that we're probably fair game to discuss it to some degree, if okay. you want. So spoiler alert, if you have if not you seen, seen The, the Joker... Joker yeah. Go see the Joker and then come back to this episode. Yes, because we don't want to tell you to not listen to this episode. Because you know, no, we need all the listeners. We need all we the listeners get, yeah. we can get. Yeah, so just maybe, maybe push pause. Go watch it. Come back. Mm-hmm. Just that's your you know homework for the week. It won't be in a discount theater yet because it is still doing very very well. Oh yes, it is. Yeah. So Nick, let's let's talk about it. Okay. You got okay. Everybody's had fair warning. We're giving spoilers, so I'm convinced it's all in his head, the whole movie, the whole damn thing. That just when you told me that, that just rocked me. Well, think about it. Okay, there were so many aspects that I think were in his head. The girlfriend definitely was in his head. She she was. And what happens to her? I'm convinced the whole thing. They was did in not his head. wrap that up. I'm convinced the whole thing is in his head. Here's another aspect about you know the that I think. Gives credence to my thought. He kills his mom in the hospital. Yeah. Okay. She flatlines. Yes. Do any nurses and doctors come running in to help her? No. He stands at the window staring out the window. You're right. The minute she flatlines, they would have 
they would have come running yeah. right in. Here's my thing. I don't think his mom was even real at all. Okay. You know what? Okay, back the truck up. During the first half of the movie, I wondered the same thing. I thought it was going to be like a uh, oh, uh, psycho yeah. kind of thing. I don't think his mom was mother. real at all. Yeah. You, know what, you know why? Because if you go by the story that was given to him, she was committed to Arkham. And he That's was, right. and he, Joker, Joaquin Phoenix, was chained to a radiator after the boyfriend beat the hell out of him. You really think they're going to give that kid back to that mother after that happened? And, oh, yeah, she went to Arkham for a while? How did she even get and, out of Arkham? And how did she go to... She was working for She was... Wayne. You're about to ash all over yourself. She was working for Wayne. And Wayne... And um, that was that was pre-going to the mental hospital. Yeah. Okay. She was working for Wayne. And Wayne... So the way... If you go by the movie, the way it was, Wayne had an affair with her... They had the kid. Or Diddy. Or Diddy. Yeah. And here well, we see, are. And that's a good point. Because did he have an affair with her? And then he's obviously got the money that he could fake that paperwork. So oh, did yeah. he fake he the adoption the stuff? Yeah. I'm just saying, man. I think the whole damn thing's in his head. The whole thing. E- now, even were... dropping the gun at the children's hospital? Yeah. Let's because talk... again. Let's why... talk about the gun. Yeah. I'm with you on this. I think you brought it up to me. Why in the hell is somebody just randomly handing him a gun? Yeah, who does that? Who does that? Yeah. Especially when you go back to the conversation when he's fired from the clown college or academy or um, company. Which, by the way, who in the hell has a clown company where you can go and rent clowns like that? Right. But but be that as it may. Yeah. What is Gotham? When he is fired, the boss tells him everybody there thinks he's a weirdo and hates him. If that's the case, if you're the guy that everybody there hates, why is the guy giving you a gun? Yeah, right. You know, that's what I'm saying. The whole none of it makes sense. Uh, well, I'm just I'm none flabbergasted. Of it, none of it br- makes sense unless you look at it in the lens that it's all in his head. The whole damn thing is all in his head, and it's not quote unquote real until he's sitting at the end, and his doctor asks him, "What's so funny?" And he says, "You wouldn't get it." By the way, let's talk about his doctor. Did you notice? What? It's the same woman that he was meeting with at the government office, his quote-unquote therapist. Whoa, I did not catch that. Right? She is all disheveled. She's a government worker that doesn't give a flying crap about her job when she's talking Told to him, him in the cares office. about him. Yeah. But yet, she's all cleaned up and professional and a doctor at the end when he's sitting there in the room. Dude, the whole thing's in his head. Holy crap. I didn't catch that. The whole thing is the, in his the head. The thing that I kept waiting for, and I, I didn't think it was going to be Margot Robbie because, yeah, you're crossing timelines and all that. But I actually thought the doctor at the end would be Harley Quinn. Yeah. And I was I was kind of shocked that didn't happen. Nope. Wasn't. So did Batman's parents die? It's in his head. It's all in his head. Now, the one thing I will say about Batman's parents, I thought what they did... With Thomas Wayne making him this douchebag. Yeah. I thought that was great. And I'm a big Batman guy. Okay. But it's one of those things you got to sit back and you got to say, okay, he's this super rich doctor. Why in the hell does he care about everybody so purely? In this movie, he doesn't. He's a politician. He's stepping on the little people to get where he wants to go. Yep. 
And it's now, it's a much more accurate. I think it. I mean, unfortunately, I think it's a much more realistic portrayal. Well, back the truck up. Did his mom even work for Wayne? Cor- Wayne, whatever. I don't know. It's a dude. It's holding his head. I'm completely mind effed right now. I'm telling you. I think all of it, the whole damn thing, may have just been a concoction in his mind. Wow. I that's, gotta, I gotta go just, watch it that's again. That's my. And that's the thing. I have only watched it once. I want to go back to it and see if my theory holds up, but I think I'm your theory pretty will hold sure. Up. I'm pretty sure if you go into it with the mindset that the whole damn thing is in his head, I think a lot of things are going to fall into place, and you're going to be like, "Oh, that made sense now." Wow. Or maybe things that you thought made sense won't make sense. It's kind of like going back and watching like the uh, Sixth Sense again. Yeah, after you find out he's dead, then yeah. you suddenly realize, "Hey, nobody actually talked to Bruce Willis." You know? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I hope we didn't spoil that one for anybody. That one's so old, if they it's don't on know them. it, it's, it's on, on them. them. Yeah, Yeah. no, that that's my theory on the Joker. I think the whole movie is just in his head. So was he ever in her house? Whose house? Like when he broke into the girlfriend, or the, the girlfriend in his head, when he broke into the house, was that real? You're saying none of it was I'm real. I'm saying 100% from the first time you see anything on the screen. All the way until you see his face, and he kind of giggles, and the doctor says, you know, what's so funny? And he goes, oh, a joke or whatever. And she's like, you know, can you tell it to me? And he's like, you wouldn't get it. I'm pretty sure that's probably all in his head. Why are his shoes covered with blood when he runs out of the room? I think he attacked the doctor. So you think she's dead? She's done? I mean, I There's do th- a lot of blood on his shoes. Um, and on him, too, I'm yeah. pretty sure. So, yeah, I I do think from the moment he, she kind of... I, I think all that at the end is real. But I think everything prior, I think, is fake. Or well, not fake. I think it's all in his mind. Mind blown. Now, it was if you look I at it... I got to go back and watch this again. I'll tell you. If you look at it as a movie that addresses... Um, our society and how we treat those with mental illness and maybe how like people with mental illness are kind of pushed aside and sometimes they end up doing things because they've either been, you know, ostracized or marginalized, whatever, marginalized yeah. and all that. I think it's a pretty good movie for all that. There, there are some messages to it, but in terms of, uh, in terms of what was real and what wasn't, is this a real origin for the Joker and all this? Nah, it was all in his head. Well, do you think this is a one and out, or are they going to make like sequels in this timeline? Oh, they better not make sequels to this. I don't want to see anything. You think more this is it. a one and out? Yeah, I don't know how you come back on this. I don't. I, I just. I think this is all. Uh, I, I think it's all in his head, and I don't see how you make a sequel to this. But, but if that was all in his head, I, I'm so blown away right now. It's just my thought. And I hate to say it, I think you're right. Because here's the thing. He I di- want to argue with you on this, and I can't. Well, here's the thing. He did something. In the past, he did something. That's why he was meeting with the psychiatrist with the government office, and he was on the medication. Yeah. What did he ever do? What did he do? We have no idea. All we know is he did something. He got out of whatever, wherever he was being held. Or did he? And he was being forced to circle back with his government psychiatrist to talk to her about stuff she was giving him prescriptions for the pay for the meds and he got the job at the clown 
you know, business and everything and was doing all that and doing the comedy. But did he actually get out of whatever he did? Or is he just a lunatic who just came up with this whole grandiose thing in his head while sitting in he Arkham Asylum? He created his own timeline. That's what I'm saying. I think if you look back at it, I think the whole movie is all in his head except the very end when he's kind of relaying or, or when he is thinking about it. And then she asks him, what are you thinking about, basically? But, okay, so if that's the case, and by the way, I'm enjoying the cigar. Mm-hmm. It's a, it's a good smoke. It's a little it peppery. Is a good, it is peppery. It is. You're I'm, not, a little, I'm not picking You're a little up. further ahead of me. You're puffing away on I've thing. been sitting listening in awe. That's true. Your, yeah. That's true. I, I didn't see any of that at the theater. I'll say this. Joaquin Phoenix needs an Oscar for this. I would actually agree with you on that. Yeah. Because you want to talk about a guy who obviously threw himself fully into a role. Yeah. He, he did that. And Joaquin Phoenix is a weirdo just in and of himself. I mean, you know, let's be let's be fair. He's kind of a weird guy, but he definitely embraced it with this one. How much weight did he lose for that movie? Tons. He looked emaciated at yeah. times. Yeah. Well, there's the one time where he's like leaning back or something and you see his rib cage and I'm like, "Holy crap." Yeah. Cuz yeah. I actually wondered if that was CGI. Mm-mm. Wow. Yeah. Now, I'll tell you one other little observation. It's just kind of a little metaphor for the whole thing. Is did you notice when I got to keep my cigar going here cuz yeah. I'm talking so much that I'm like borderline getting ready to go out. It is a Lancero after all. That's not I, that's not the cigar's fault. We're yeah. No, we're I was saying I was saying it's not the cigar. It's it's me. When he went to go talk to Wayne and he ended up talking to Bruce at the gate. Yeah. What's the butler's name? Alfred. Alfred. I thought that was a very interestingly I've, framed Okay. I thought that shot. Too. Because if you look, he and Bruce are behind bars the whole time. Yeah. And what I mean by that is every time you see Joaquin Phoenix's character, we'll just call him Joker just for yeah. sake of convenience here. Every time you see Joker, it's from Bruce's perspective and he's got bars in front of him. So he's oh. like in life's cage, if you will. Yeah. When you see Bruce, it's always from Joker's perspective. And he's trapped in this gilded cage of life with the Waynes and everything else. Hmm. It's... Which, I'll say, when you stop and think about that for just a minute, it kind of also at least gives some explanation as to why Bruce Wayne would decide, after seeing his parents killed, he needs to train like he's never trained before, dress like a bat, and go, you know, take down crime. Because... While that's a good, you know, comic book story. Yeah. Realistically, people see their parents killed every day. It's sad, but it happens. But none of them go travel the world to train with the best martial arts experts and train with the best detectives and everything else to, you know, become Batman. And so you got to say, okay, what is the real motivation here? And the motivation is... All Bruce has ever known are his parents. He's trapped in this cage. All he's ever known are his parents. They probably like were were really um, protective of him. I mean, I would guess he's homeschooled and everything else. And then all of a sudden, in one night, he goes to the movies and his parents are killed. And so now he has to basically be on his own. And he has absolutely no ability to process and do that. So, 
as a kid who's faced with that, he overcompensates, goes crazy with it, and then dresses up like a bat. Dresses up like a bat and goes and beats up bad guys. So, somewhat off subject. I'm I'm thinking deep into this one. You really are. Along the same lines, but breaking away. Oh god. What's the origin story of Tick and Arthur? <laughs> I knew you were going to ask me something stupid. I don't know. I love the Tick. You and I have got to dress up like Tick and Arthur next year. God. You and that you and that no, Arthur I'm, onesie I'm, is going to be awesome. Here's the thing. You barely got me to dress as Walter this year. There is no way in God's green earth. We got earth, so much love I, on Instagram for no that. no way on God's green earth you're getting me in a white moth jumpsuit. Oh, my God. People. Okay, folks. And why in the hell am I always the sidekick? <laughs> Natural selection. God damn it. So, people, I need your help because this has got to happen. we got to make this happen. We have to. Dude, let's be real. They still haven't given you the, what, 100 votes you need to get me to what do What are we the, up to? Like two? <laughs> okay. Three, maybe? People, if you're just... I'll be, I'll be generous and If give you're you just joining, okay, the, the cigar pulpit, we have a running tally going. That we're looking for a hundred yes votes for Nick to dress up like uh, George Costanza on the couch in the boxers, and us shoot a uh, shoot a promotional picture of Which him is doing a that. Horrible idea. It's it, it's marketing genius. Well, given the fact that it has taken like I don't know, we'll we'll be generous since like three months to get three votes. <laughs> I have plenty of time on the treadmill. That if I ever get my fat ass on a treadmill, <laughs> I uh, I can cut a pretty good picture. But for right Guys, now, we got to make that happen. But for right, right now, nobody wants to see that. So we need you to we need you to go onto the socials and give us an email. The socials, the socials. Go give us an email. Um, give us an Instagram comment. What? I, how in the world do people reach out, Nick? So. Or, or am I going to cover the socials now? You're going to cover the socials. Okay, so you like you like how I what I did there? That was it was it's a transition. It's a segue. Right. Doesn't really work well when you point it out. No, I guess that was on me. No. So we are on Instagram, and we are at the Cigar Pulpit. We have Facebook and Twitter. We are on YouTube as well, and we also have an email address that people can send notes to me. It's nick at cigarpulpit.com. Beautiful. So everybody give a vote to Nick to do the George Costanza picture. And also throw in on whether or not we should dress up like Tick and Arthur next year for Halloween. Or I suppose they could also make recommendations as to what we should do for Halloween too. Okay, fine. But I'm not going to lie. exclusively Tick and Arthur. You guys have no idea what it took. For me to get him to do the dude and Walter. It was so cold that day, and I was in shorts, and that was miserable. But, dude, it was gold. That was a great picture, and you, you got to admit it. As much as I hate to admit it. We got a I lot of admit, love on that. I will admit it did come out rather well. <laughs> it really did. Yeah. So <laughs> if, if you guys haven't seen it, please refer back to either our Facebook or our Instagram. There, there are actually three photos. There's one picture of us at the microphones. There's one picture of us holding Donnie in the coffee can. And the other picture of us literally at a bowling alley, which, you know, let me mention the cigar here real quick. And I want to get into that story. Oh, gosh. Because I don't know if we talked about that at all. We did. I don't think we did. So, how's your cigar going? I'm going well. 
I will say I'm still getting the spice, but they are kind of giving away, kind of kind of coming off. Yeah, giving me a little bit of a kind of. This is taking me earthy, longer, earthy kind of thing. Longer than I expected for a lancero. I mean, it's been a long time since I've smoked a lancero, yeah. and it's a it's a longer smoke than I anticipated. That's true. I am getting more time out of this than I would have thought. But I, I'll be honest, though, I've, I don't really smoke Lanceros, so I don't yeah. have much in the way of a I'm, frame of reference. I'm still having to get used to the uh, draw. Yeah. It's a different draw than the it cigars I'm used to definitely is a different draw. Not saying anything bad about it, but it's it's a different smoke that I'm used to smoking. So before we get into whatever stupid story you were just about to tell about the Oh, you know what thing. stupid story I'm going to tell. <laughs> I would like to point out that it was announced this past week. Um, something that we've been kind of teasing and toying with on the show, which has been our partnership with MyMonthlyCigars.com. So MyMonthlyCigars.com is a subscription cigar service. You can go on there and you can get two cigars for $20, four cigars for $30, or eight cigars for $50. And when you get the eight cigars, it's two of every cigar that's in the four cigar box. Good for a friend, for you and a friend. Or you can just hoard them all for yourself. There you go. And it's the Gator way. It is. And so... <laughs> Nick knows me more better than most. Am true. I lying? No, you're a hoarder. Yes. And so we've been promoting that. And what we've kind of been saying is that if you get the four cigar box, you can smoke along with us here soon. Yep. It was, an, you know, our friends over at My Monthly Cigars just announced uh, late last week that yes... The partnership is official. They are going to... I hope. To, We've been promoting it for like know, a month I now. I know, right? <laughs> and, so, and so what's happening is basically... Was that an if you if you build it, they will come? Is that what we did there? I guess. I don't know. Yeah. But anyway, so <laughs> if... Uh, Shoeless Joe Jackson comes walking out of the uh, tobacco field. So going forward... Did you even get that? Because that was yeah, really I, funny, I, and you I, just I, glossed right over I did it. get it, Kevin Costner. <laughs> I just kind of chose to walk. <laughs> so, um, yeah, if you get the four cigar box, what's going to start happening, and we're going to actually start this next next episode, we're going we're gonna to crack open the November box. Um, we are already into November, but we'll, we'll, we'll be able to catch up. And um, We've got to give people time to get them. Well, the November boxes have already gotten to yep. everybody. So anybody who's already gotten them, if you haven't smoked them already, what can happen is starting with our next episode, you can kind of smoke along with us. And so the whole point of this is essentially it, it's a way for listener interaction. And so what you can do is you can go on MyMonthlyCigars.com. You can sign up, get the four cigar box, and then four episodes out of each month we will smoke those cigars. And then that way you can smoke along with us. And what you can do is go on social and give the your socials. Socials. You can give your <laughs> give your thoughts and opinions about the cigar. See if you know you agree with us. If you disagree with us, tell us we're stupid. Whatever. And you can uh, you can have an active participation in the show with us and smoke along with us. Perfect. Yeah. And then the nice thing, as we always like to point out. Because we are a big fan of the brick and mortars. The nice thing about the My Monthly Cigars box is when you get it and after you smoke the cigars with us, maybe there's one in the box that you really, really enjoyed. Take that band up to your uh, local brick and mortar and tell the guy, hey, do you have this? If you don't, 
I would like you to order some, and I will buy them. There you and go. And then the nice thing for them is they have a purchase that they know you will enjoy, and it won't be a box that you'll, you know, have one, decide you don't like it, and then the box is just sitting there. You know, I often wander off while you're talking, but <laughs> I, I don't remember you giving the uh, discount code. Mm, that's true. If you uh, if you go to MyMonthlyCigars.com. Can I say it? I want to say it. I'll let you say it. P-U-L-P-I-T. It's the offer code Pulpit. Pulpit. When you go to check out, either uh, you get, I believe, 20% off uh, items in their store, or you get free shipping off your first order. That's awesome. Yeah. There you go. So make sure you swing on over there, make, get signed up, and... Uh, the folks that already have the November box, well, you're already set and ready for November. And uh, if you uh, if you get signed up, then you'll be ready for December with us as well. Perfect. Right. So I want to get back to our Halloween pictures. So Nick and I, <laughs> we're all excited, and we're you know, we, it, it came off really good, and we looked really good. And what some people may not know is I actually dyed my uh, Fu Manchu. I don't know how anybody could Is it a goatee? Is it a Fu Manchu? I don't know how what, anybody what couldn't know that, given the fact that when you look at normal pictures of you, it's nice and gray. And then <laughs> when you look at that one, it was like you were a 20-year-old Adonis with this like, <laughs> dark brown Just for Men thing going on. So the Just for Men, I actually went and bought Just for Men at the Walgreens, of all places. And so I get the that. The Walgreens. The Walgreens. <laughs> I get the w- that. One and only Walgreens. <laughs> Are there more than one? I believe so. Uh, so I get just for me. And I get the lightest, like, blonde, like, light brown shade that I can get. And, and you it- slathered the hell out of it in there because it was, like, <laughs> dark brown. I walk inside. I'm like, boy, that's, uh, that's so, pretty thick. It got so dark. <laughs> really dark. <laughs> so I ended up having to shave it, and now I look fat as hell. I gotta have some facial hair. I won't lie; I noticed that the last time I saw you, Dick, and I was like, "Oh, I wouldn't have shaved that off." But <laughs> I, I didn't say it. I didn't say it. <laughs> no, it. Now was, you know why it is I not was, a good look. For now me. you know why I was so hesitant when you're all like, "You gotta shave your beard to look like Walter." I was like, "I ain't shaving my beard, dude. <sighs> I'm not shaving my beard." So and I didn't. <laughs> not like you should have. And it still came out fine. <sighs> it was it was serviceable. So <laughs> anyway, I say that to say this. So we go up to was it Saint Clair Bowl? Halloween costumes haunt you when you screw with your hair. Because it takes a while. Yeah, for I know. It to Look come at back. me. I know. Look at me right now. Because I, I don't have any facial. You hair. got like a Pat Oswalt thing going oh on. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, like fat Pat Oswalt. <laughs> He's already fat, you jackass. Well, I'm just saying. I mean, I am too. So sorry, Patton. Um, you know, we're we're men of size. Well, we just lost the Pat Oswalt. Yeah, I know, right? Speaking. We're gonna get the cease and desist letter from the Pat Oswalt there folks. We go. So we love you, by the way, buddy. Um, anyway. So we go up to was it Saint Clair Bowl mm-hmm. in uh, is it in Fairview or O'Fallon? It's in Fairview Heights, Illinois. Fairview Heights, Illinois. We go walking in, and I'm not gonna lie, I really thought we were gonna walk in the door and get a slow clap from everyone in the bowling alley. Like I, mean, I thought we were gonna be was gods. The bowling alley. We were in a bowling alley dressed up like the Big Lebowski and Walter. For it's the true. love of God. We walk in, and everybody stares at us like we'd grown a second head. Mm-hmm. And they had no earthly idea who like, who or what we were doing. Five people are staring at us, and they're 
all looking at us like, Bleh. and Jeff asks them <laughs> if they will take our picture with the uh, on the bowling lanes. And the lady looks at us and goes, is this for like a scavenger hunt or something? <laughs> and, she did. and we're like, no, no, this is this is just our for our costume. This is our Halloween costume. And they just continue to stare at us. And Jeff's like, have you ever seen the big Lebowski? And I think one person was like, oh, yeah. He goes, he goes, I get it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, it was so disappointing. It was it was a cruel. It moment. really was a smack of reality. And she had no interest whatsoever in taking our pictures. But she, she did came, it. She did it. She came over. She took a handful. And Jeff looked at him. And he's like. Could you do this? And maybe could you like angle the phone, like, angle the, the camera, the phone up a little bit and blah, blah, blah. She was not feeling it. And she took like three more at the exact same level. Didn't angle it. Didn't lift it. Nothing. <laughs> didn't do shit. She didn't. I mean, I think Jeff was like hoping she would stand on a chair or something. I mean, like, no, it, it was. I never she, asked her to stand on a chair. She gave zero shits. <laughs> no about F's were given. None were given that day. <laughs> None. She, she hoarded all of them. She just wanted us to leave mm -hmm. in the worst way. She could not have been less impressed by our ignorance. No. No. And we walked out, and there was a child walking in with his mother, and he stared us down pretty good as we were walking by. <laughs> I did. That's right. Yep. Forgot about that. And I think I blocked that and out. We just kind of hustled to the car and put this out of our memory. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm not lying. When I say I expected the slow clap, I really thought we were going to walk in there to an ovation. No. No. no that is not what happened. That is but it's not what happened at in all. In my head, that's what was coming. I was so excited to walk into that bowling alley. And therein lies your problem, Jeff. You expected them to care. <laughs> there was none of that. None. No. No. None no, at all. Nobody cared. No. In fact, you were literally the only one that truly cared. We got okay. I mean, okay. We I was got a ton okay of people. With it, we got a ton like, of people though that after we put the pictures up, we're like, "This is the best thing ever." Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, people in in our world, in our circle, on our Instagram and on our Facebook loved it. They did said it was the best Halloween costume ever. I think our friend Angela said it was the best thing we've ever done, and she's seen us do a lot of dumb stuff. Yeah, that's stuff. true. Angela, who was on the Halloween episode with us, she yeah. uh, she has been witness to many, many of our, <laughs> you know, idiot escapades. Yes. And uh, she uh, she did say it was the best thing that we'd ever done. Yeah. So. I'm just saying. But it was, it was soul-crushing, that five minutes in that bowling alley. I think it was longer than five, or at least it felt it a lot longer felt than five. A lot I mean, I felt the eyes of everyone in that bowling alley judging me. <laughs> you were wearing combat boots and a photo vest and shorts. Yes, yeah, holding on, a on at that point the coldest day of the year with with a Folgers can, no less. Yeah, it was it was pretty stupid. It really was. I don't know if we took. I don't think we took Donnie in there. Did we take, I thought we took him in, we just didn't like use him in the picture. You're right. Yeah. You're right. We did. We carried yeah. Donnie in. We carried the Folgers can in. <laughs> and they just stared at us. Mm -hmm. Oh my God. That's awesome. It's like, I've got a coffee addiction from 1984. I need my, my Folgers Insta Roast, you know? <laughs>
percolates well. You know, you know <laughs> I had to search for that can. I, I mean, I'll give you credit. You put in some effort. It's funny the things put you in put them. effort into. <laughs> put in the man hours. It's really funny the things you put effort into and the things you I don't. got you the aviator glasses. And I got the Folgers can. Yeah, let's talk about those aviator glasses for a minute. I'm pretty sure those were for women. It it, it worked. I'm pretty it worked sure. For the photo. Pretty sure those were women's sunglasses. Kristen said they needed to be more yellow. I'm like, thanks. You go look for those things. I actually I searched. agreed with that, but you know, whatever. <sighs> I had to search so hard to even find those. <laughs> those are not a not a current item, you know, that's oh, in God. stock anywhere. Let's put it that way. Their day may have come and gone. You didn't God. even find a screen-accurate drug rug. You know what? <laughs> okay. So so since Nick took a shot at me here, I have to admit, I did go with the drug rug instead of the Lebowski sweater. And the reason was, I, I you can buy the big Lebowski sweater. It's $200 damn dollars. And I didn't mind buying the Folgers can at the antique store for 2 bucks. But I was not about to drop $200 on a sweater I was going to wear <laughs> one time. Oh, you'd have worn it more than once. Yeah, I probably would have. You'd be wearing it right now. Okay, how about He's this? He's wearing the drug rug right now, folks. I, I actually am. I mean. So so let's let's back the truck up. Because at some point you're going to ash and put a hole in that thing. Exactly. And then you would wear the Lebowski sweater. Yes. No, that's what I'm saying. I, the minute I put the Lebowski sweater on, I knew I was going to burn a hole in it. <laughs> and you know I would have too. Yeah, yeah. Well, you definitely would have stained it with food. Yeah, that's I mean, a given. No. So I got one more story for you today, folks. And after that, we're gonna we're gonna wrap up because uh, you know, hey, we covered the Joker, we covered our Halloween picture, and I gotta tell this story. Oh God! So this past, I guess it was Friday. Nick and I decided to have lunch together. Yes. So. We're at oh one of God. our favorite restaurants, <laughs> and I'm sitting there. And by the way, I'm not wearing the drug rug, no. so I'm not in the no, little, no. Little purple you were, drug rug. You were in a Cabela's hoodie, a and Cabela's shorts. hoodie and shorts. Yeah, yeah. And this very attractive young, probably mid twenty year old waitress, mid mid early lower lower yeah. early twenties, twenty one at best, walks over to me, and we're not going to say where. We're not going to say the restaurant because. You know, to protect the innocent and all that. She walks over. She <laughs> looks at me. She looks at me and says, do you smoke pot? Yep, she did. And I said, wait, what? And she said, well, you look like a guy that would smoke pot. And I immediately realized I have got to hurry up and donate my hair. It's true. Just, just from that interaction. But then, but then it took a little bit of a turn. So <laughs> she looks at me and she says, I love long hair on guys. And I, I immediately rethought the donation. <laughs> she starts telling me how much she likes longer hair on guys. And Nick is just looking at me dumbfounded. Like, what the hell is going on? Yeah. And, you know, it's normally, normally in these instances, it's something that I've set up. This was not a setup. This was organic. This actually, you know. I, it happened. I'll do things to, to mess with Nick's head once in a while. This was not one of them. I watched it. And then... Then the greatest thing ever is the young lady looks over at Nick and says, you know, if it wasn't for him and points at me, she goes, I would have never come over and talked to you guys. Yeah. And then at that point, the amount of money that I was going to throw at the tip went really, really low. She wasn't even our waitress. I mean, she kept coming by to ask if we needed something, though. I, 
Maybe she was looking for a doobie. I don't know what the hell was going on. It. I think they share tips. It, maybe that's it. But she was not our waitress. And, yeah, it, I mean, I watched Nick's balloon deflate right in front of my yeah, eyes. It was, it was a harsh moment for it me. It was soul crushing. I mean, I was happy because I got to witness it. Now, I do have friends at that establishment. Yes. Waitresses and whatnot. So, you know, I have my regular waitresses. She and was not, and just she was not the, one of them. Just for the record, this isn't like this isn't like a strip club or anything. It's an actual legitimate. Oh restaurant. no, I would need a strip club. Well, no, but it. I'm just saying for the listeners, I don't want anybody to get the wrong idea. But this young lady just out of nowhere came up and started flirting with me, and it was the strangest thing I've ever experienced. It I mean, was bizarre. When's the last time you saw me get flirted with? I don't know if I've and ever I, seen I, you. I'm get probably over exaggerating. <laughs> I'm probably over exaggerating. I don't know if I've ever seen you get flirted with. I've seen times that you thought you were being flirted with, and then you know, I kind of chalked it and up to just you being a legend in your own mind. Maybe that's but what happened here. Maybe you actually think this this was real, don't you? I don't know. It was bizarre. It was bizarre. That's yeah, for sure. This was this was not something that happens. And to me. like I said, it was mildly. insulting. I mean, insulting. for the love of God, look at me. Mildly insulting on my part. <laughs> oh, more than mildly. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. Yeah, I was pretty. It over made it. my day, though. I'm not I was, gonna lie. I was pretty over it pretty quick. <laughs> I'm like, well, screw you too. <laughs> so I had to pass it along. I thought everyone needed to hear that. It was a moment in your life. <laughs> it, it was a moment. Yeah. 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 It, it it encapsulated so much. It boosted my ego and yet crushed yours. Yeah. It just, there was so much going on there. It was complicated. <laughs> it really was. Anyway. Oh, for the love of God. Well, it's been an episode. It has. So the next episode, we will be uh, breaking into the box from My Monthly Cigars for November. Um, I'm sure you could go online and find out what's in the November box already, but if you haven't, then tune in next time and we will be, uh, unveiling what is in the box and smoking one of them. Good deal. So give me final thoughts. Give me final thoughts on your cigar. Way to talk with your mouth full there, Jeff. What's a Lancero? It's not full. (laughs) (laughs) But it's very Um, good. So like I said, the pepper has kind of given away to a little bit of a, Maybe kind of grassy, earth, not earthy. Yeah, I'm getting se, that now. A little bit of a grassy kind of thing. And every once in a while, and I may be just completely wrong, every once in a while I get like kind of a sweet taste. Not like a really harsh on the, one. On the back half. A little bit of yep. a little bit of a like, almost like, you know what it kind of reminds me of is that gum that you would get in like baseball card packs. Mm. Like... You know, the kind when you chew it for, like, all of three seconds, and, yeah. like, by, uh, you know, the fourth second, it's already flavorless. I broke a tooth on that gum one time. Yeah. <laughs> okay, then. <laughs> but It was a little stale. But I'm kind of getting that, that kind of flavor. Yep. So. But it's oh. good. It's good. I really enjoyed it, and we want to thank the fine folks over at Luxury Cigar Club for sending us these samples, and we uh, we really appreciate it. Good deal. Well, hey, it's been an effort. It has indeed. So, This has been another sermon from the Cigar Pulpit. I'm Nick. That's Gator. Have a good evening and stay smoky.